0: Hey guys, this is Anna. So before we get today, get on with the show today, let's hear from our sponsor. Alright everybody, this is the Ramblings of a Transgender Christian. I am your host, Anna Hudak. <clears throat> so today we are going to discuss uh, the new Netflix documentary, Pray Away. Honestly, you know, I'm going to be honest. Um wasn't originally planning to do this episode. It literally wasn't until Striving Home that I decided that I wanted to talk about this documentary. Um, Honestly, I really don't know what I'm going to say, but we're going to talk about it. Um, So for those who don't know what it is, it's a brand new documentary um, that discusses Exodus International, which was the largest uh, basically Christian-run conversion therapy group here in America. Uh, follow some of the leaders and people who were affected by it, you know, people who went through the conversion therapy. Um, and yeah, so unfortunately it's only on Netflix, but it's super easy to find pirated copies. I mean, that's what I did, you know, because I don't have Netflix. So I watched a pirated copy. There may or may not be a link if I remember to um, have a link to a certain place that I use, you know, I mean, I mean, it's a, a, a site that you should definitely not use, you know, don't use the site that I use, okay, definitely do not, so, if I remember, I may or may not, uh, put down a link of a, to a site that you should definitely not use to watch a pirated copy of the documentary, um, but yeah, so, um, it was fucking harrowing, to be honest, um, I had to constantly pause it, Um, you know, um, I'm just going to be straight up, you know, if you've been through conversion therapy, don't make the mistake I did and watch, like, do not watch it. Like, I just want to be honest. Like, And I have heard from others who have been through conversion therapy who saw it, like, pretty much the consensus is from what I can tell. Is if you've been through conversion therapy. You know just from everything I've read through others. Um who have been through conversion therapy. And saw it you know and myself you know. Like legitimately just avoid this. Don't watch it. Um. It's going to be way too triggering. Way too triggering. Um. Like I know personally like. I hit a extreme depressive spot that night like. Um I even got suicidal to be honest. Um. I mean it was rough I was extremely depressed that night a lot of memories came back I definitely did not want to remember like and pretty much everybody else I read you know who'd been for conversion therapy and saw it you were like yeah I had an extreme depressive spot you know like most of them didn't get quite suicidal like I did but there definitely were some you know so I did not see this kind of response from folks who have not been through conversion therapy People who have not been through it found it hard to watch, but didn't get triggered like that. So if you have not been through conversion therapy, I would highly recommend watching it. But if you have been through conversion therapy, don't make the mistake I did. Don't watch this. You know, like it's rough. Um, Honestly, I think for me, probably the roughest part of watching this was the fact that, you know, like, I've been both the oppressor and the oppressed, you know? I am someone who used a lot of this rhetoric to bash LGBT people, you know? Um, like, uh, for instance, you know, one of the lines that he used, you know, that I mentioned, you know, that was used to defend conversion therapy and bash gay people was, um, that, you know, uh LGBT people are only LGBT because they, you know, that they become like uh they become gay uh because they have a poor relationship with her par- with a parent of the same sex, you know. That was a very common line back in the day. Not really useful that much anymore, but back in the day very much and still okay, it's actually still a decently used amount decent amount in evangelical circles, but you know, that was a line, you know. I personally have spewed, you know, to, to explain why gay people are perverts, you know, back when I was a, when I was in self-denial about my trans identity, you know, I, I remember using that rhetoric, you know, and so it's like listening to them spew so much of the same rhetoric that I used to spew, you know. Before, you know, whatever it was, before I realized I was trans or after I realized I was trans, you know.
1: um,
0: You know, it, it's like for me, you know, one of the hardest things was, you know, so like, after I went through conversion therapy, you know, I knew it didn't quote-unquote cure me. And I knew it was supposed to, you know. I was supposed to come out of conversion therapy happy being a man, you know. Well, thankfully, you know, my conversion... The only reason I even exited conversion therapy after two years was because my therapist was leaving town. And my parents basically asked me, you know, I remember mom asking, like, hey, do you think you need this anymore? And the implied, you know, and what she was really asking was, hey, are you a faggot anymore? And I told her, oh, no, 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 I'm good. I'm happy, you know. Things are perfectly fine and hunky-dory. And they believed me, you know. Um, I then I had to go back to virtue therapy, but, you know, I was terrified of myself. Like, this didn't fix me. And they want me to be a man, you know. Clearly, there must be something wrong with me because, you know, one of the things I learned was that I was a subhuman monster. And so, you know, I became very just vile in my rhetoric, you know, in hopes that it would, quote-unquote, cure me of my transness, you know. Um... It finally got to the point where I was being violent to my rhetoric. you know, I remember literally pushing that gay people should be stoned. Just because I was hoping that if I could be extremely vile and violent, and that would, you know, make me stop being trans. Thankfully, you know, uh, got so dysphoric I couldn't pretend anymore So I was forced to stop. But, like, I should never have said those things anyway, you know? And just the liveest rhetoric I used especially afterwards, and you know one it ever triggering things was watching, you know that trans woman was in self- denial I think that the thing literally opened with uh with them, you know um. You know, they had gone through conversion therapy and, and told, no, you're a man. And so we were literally going around telling to people, yeah, I used to live as a woman, but I've been cured now. Jesus saved me, you know. For me, like, I just sat there watching, like, that should have been me. Like, that's very much the route I was down towards, you know. That was the route I was barreling straight towards. It was being that person like that's that was incredibly hard to watch like that may have honestly been the hardest to watch for me was watching that storyline play out you know you know like and and I gotta lie, there were even points where watching that where I found myself starting to doubt myself. Where it was like, cause, it, cause like all throughout it, like I was being triggered, you know, of memories and you know thoughts coming back from that time, you know. And I'm watching that person, you know, just like maybe I'm not really trans, you know, maybe I am living, maybe I am living in an abomination, maybe I am wrong to be doing this maybe, you know, I'm really not a Christian, you know? Like, if I really was a Christian, I would be happy as a man. Like, these were the thoughts I had coming back while watching these segments in that documentary. Just because, like, it was triggering so many horrible thoughts and memories from when I was in conversion therapy. And, you know... Yeah. Like, you know, honestly, like, I just feel so bad for that person, you know, like having been torn from their true selves because of some bigoted, narrow view of Christianity and gender. This person knew who they were, and then they had their life turned upside down from this torture. I guess let's make no mistake about it. Conversion therapy is psychological and emotional torture. And then they have that taken from them because some jackass... Telling them, no, you know, that's not who you are. Jesus, you know, won't accept you that way. You know, come to Jesus and be a man, you know. And that's not who they are now. They are going around, you know, and basically telling these people what they want to hear, which is trans bad. You know, you just need to come to Jesus and convince, you know, telling, basically, you know, telling other trans people they aren't valid and that, you know... Are not who they are. Like it just felt so much pity and just grief watching that, you know. And also just anger at myself, remembering and that was me when I was sitting there telling trans people online that they weren't who they were, you know, because I was trying so hard to repress myself. You know, like, my God, what have I done? Like, I couldn't even get angry at this person. Like, this is who I used to be. Uh, this is I did. How damaging was that? Not only for others, but also myself, really. Like, just damaging for everyone. You know, it was definitely, you know, so damn triggering to see. You know, another fan member, you know, was watching, you know, one of the co-founders, you know, he was talking about how, you know... You remember when he got to the point when he couldn't pretend to himself anymore that he wasn't being quote-unquote cured and he, he weren't quote-unquote curing anybody else? Hmm. You know, there's this... I'm sorry, no. I can't talk about that. I'm sorry. I'm feeling really emotional at the moment. <sighs> I was gonna start talking to something and I, I can't do that to myself. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it. You know, and you tell you all that, you know. I remember pretty clearly when I realized that I wasn't getting cared, And just the existential horror that I felt at that thought. At that realization. That no matter how much I prayed. No matter how, my, no matter how much I li- read the Bible. No matter how many sermons I listened to. No matter how much I went to therapy, I wasn't going to be cisgender and that it was expected of me to be cisgender, you know, because according to the beliefs that, you know, I was taught raised with, I was going to go to hell otherwise. Just the existential horror I felt. It was when it truly sunk into me that, oh my God, I'm going to die and go to hell You know, I am a wrath, you know, I am a vessel of wrath, you know, like God specifically created me to be a vessel of wrath, you know, like I'm going to burn in hell as an example to the world. Guys, I couldn't be cured, you know. Like, I remember that, you know, just the horror, the horror of of like, oh my God, I can't be fixed because, and I need to be fixed because otherwise Jesus won't love me. You know, so those were some of the thoughts that, feelings that really came back to haunt me. From that moment, you know, when he talked about how you really when you know about when he realized that he wasn't getting cured of his homosexuality from this group that he co-founded. I mean, that was just fucking harrowing to listen to, you know. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, it just really cemented in my brain, you know. I mean, as if it wasn't already, you know. Conversion therapy is pure evil, especially religious-based ones like from Exodus International. It's a perversion of the word of God to believe that being LGBT is sinful, Like, I'm sorry, but straight up, it is a perversion of God's word. There is nothing in the Bible that is anti-gay or anti-trans. You know, I am hoping for next Thursday's episode to do an episode on uh, uh, clobber passages used against the trans community. And also to discuss Sodom and Gomorrah, even though I recognize that's not, you know, really you want to use it against trans people. Still, it is the most infamous uh, anti-LGBT passage of all time. So I'm going to talk about that as well in addition to the other, um, in addition to the anti-trans clobber passages. But, you know, because like it is a perversion of God's word to believe that the Bible is anti-trans or anti-gay or anti-whatever. It's simply not. Like, there's no reading of the Bible unless you specifically mistranslate it, misinterpret it. But that's what they did, you know, 1947 was the very first time they added um, homosexuality to the Bible. Like, literally, they never mentioned homosexuality ever before 1947 when the Revised Standard Version added it to the Bible. And literally, you know, if you read the translator's notes, you know, that they wrote, you know... um, the sole reason they did it was because they wanted to put the gays in their place. They specific they knew what they were doing. They literally did it specifically to because, you know, they, you know, because they because they, they didn't like the gay people or asking for rights. and then they wanted to make a political statement with fur translation. You know, and at the time, you know, if you actually go, you know, <laughs> pastors actually condemned the RSV for doing that, like this was a widespread thing. People widely rejected the RSV because of them adding the homosexuality to the Bible, and not only doing that, adding it as a sin, you know, like it everybody, even people who hated gay people condemned them for doing it, just because like they even recognized that adding homosexuality was a bio- to the Bible was a perversion of the Bible. Like you don't add, you know, because even there, like, you know, you don't add or subtract from the Bible. You're adding to the Bible, you know. You know, to buy here, you know, I just wanna say I don't know if you know, I know if I have some listeners who are under eighteen, but you know, I know I recognize that many victims of it are over eighteen. If you have been through conversion therapy, If you were going through conversion therapy, especially a religious-based one, and you were struggling. Maybe you're listening to this podcast in hopes that, you know, maybe maybe just as a last-ditch Hail Mary, that maybe Jesus does love you for who you are. Understand, Jesus does. There is no contradiction between being a Christian and being trans. God loves you for who you are. In fact, He made you who you are for a reason. God made you trans. Being trans is a calling. If anyone is rejecting you of that calling, understand, they are you know they are a part of the devil's schemes. They are getting in the way of you being a part of you realizing your calling. They are actively preventing you from living out who you truly are. They are agents of the devil. Make no mistake about that. The conversion therapist, who you are either under or have been under. What they are doing was wrong. You deserve or deserved better than this. Believe me, I understand. I've been through it myself. You deserve better. Give me—I honest. There's a good chance you might never truly get over the trauma of this, you know. For me, I've been out of it for five years, almost five years. No, not quite. It would it will be. I think September. You know, so you know, next month it'll be. Five months since I sent five years since I've been out of conversion therapy. I've talked to others, you know, who have been in free, been you know, went through conversion therapy long, long time ago. They never truly ever completely gotten over it. You know, I don't want, I'm not saying that's to depress you, but to warn you that you know, your life's going to be hard do You deserve better. Understand there have been many others, many others, who have been through the same thing. We understand. If you ever need anyone to talk to, you know, I am here. I have all my contact information in the show notes or YouTube description. Whether you're watching this on YouTube or listening via podcast you have been through conversion therapy or going through or heck, just any reason, you know, like I like I would love to hear from you. Just, you know, if you just enjoy listening to my podcast, you know, uh, for any reason, you know, or, you know, you're struggling in your are you know, wondering, can it be Christian and trans? Like literally any reason, like I even want to hear from you if you just want to say, hey, I love what you're doing. Keep it up. Like, I just want to hear from you. But especially if you have been going through conversion therapy or have gone through it. And you're really struggling. Sorry, like, if you're watching on YouTube, you're probably wondering, like, why I keep, like, moving the hands, I guess. It's because there's a fly going right around my face like that. Like, so, like, when I'm doing that, it's, like, because I'm about to try to kill it, but like, never say so quick enough. But anyway, um, you know, like, and you need someone to talk. Anyway, I'm sorry, like, you know, but especially if you've been through conversion therapy or going through it, you need someone to talk to. I am available. I am open. I am here for you. I want you to understand that you are not alone. Okay, make that I want to make that very clear. You are not alone. Many thousands and upon thousands of us have been through it, including me. I am here for you. Okay. Anyway, it's honestly everything I've got to say for today's episode. Um, it's really I mean, I really don't know what else to say. If you have never been through conversion therapy, I definitely recommend seeing this. I think it is quite good. Um, if you have been for conversion therapy, don't watch it. For the love of God, do not watch this. But anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Peace.